This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, man, it's game day today, Cole, and, you know, there's a weird feeling in the air because I'm usually bloodthirsty when we do these drafts, but I just don't have any strategic value to this game today because for the first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, as you recall, last week we drafted each other's roster this time, and we went right for the jugular every round and uh, we've dubbed this the, pardon me, Sabotage Draft. And uh, man, I, you really gave me a big pile of shit to work with, Cole. And I got to say, <laughs> I got to say, it was a pleasure returning the favor. How did you fare this past week trying to put together this masterpiece of a card? Well, uh, I think I got a little bit lucky here um, because, uh, uh, I mean, you knew who the guests were, who the judges were going to be for this. Yet you still gave me one act that uh, I know for a fact one of these people is very fond of. So it made my main event easy. But then trying to order these eight matches uh, with less than stellar talent from top to bottom was not fun. Um, but I think I have a clear-cut main event that's going to work, sort of. And uh, we're just going to see how it plays out. So are you ready to bring on our judges, or do you have any more uh, filibustering to do? Not at all. Please, please introduce our esteemed guest. All right. Well, returning to the show, we have the all three judges have been with us before uh, as guests for one in one form or another. Uh, first of all, my cousin, Jeremy James, host on DirtyRadio.fm. Jeremy, how you doing today? Good. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm looking forward to this big old mess of a draft we've got going on. <laughs> and uh, back again uh, this is the first time we had the same guest on twice in a row but wade needham from ringscoops.com is here with us today wade how you doing today bud i'm doing pretty good thank you for asking and thank you for uh, having me on the show looking forward to uh having some good fun with you guys and last but not least this guy i owe him a little bit so when i was trying to have the conversation with him to bring him on the podcast today. I was also trying to get a couple people that some of you may have heard of before. My sister, Candice LeRae, and her husband, my brother-in-law, Johnny Gargano. Well, very good friends with this guy. And uh, we were doing a little bit of side joking, you know, joking on the side and whatnot. And then I mentioned to him that you should not mess with pregnant women ever. And he went, wow, I'm going to use these two bits of information and completely out of context, just put this one thing I probably shouldn't have said about my sister and her husband. And I'm going to poke the pregnant bear. So Greg Iron here with us today. <laughs> Hi. First, Thank you. First of all, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, Johnny knows that he can be flaky. Okay. That, that, is, that is a true statement. Uh, I know that for a fact. I don't know about Candace, but I know Johnny. Uh, he can uh, flake worse than dandruff sometimes. 
So, <laughs> well, uh, of course, Gregory Iron, fantastic independent wrestler, uh, motivational speaker. I've seen some of your your speaking as you've shared it. You're you're fantastic. You have a wonderful story as always. Um, you're also a tremendous dick, and so this is a good <laughs> show to have you on. No, I'm just kidding. This show was perfect because I love your podcast, Iron On Wrestling, and this is the kind of thing. Uh, that's right up your alley where we talk about wrestle crap. You guys like to talk about wrestle crap from time to time. I mentioned you guys did a bracket of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. So I believe uh, you will have a lot of fun with us today. I believe I will too. This is right up my alley and uh, it's been far too long since we've done this together. So I am pumped and I'm raring to go. Okay. So we sat down and we drafted uh, our rosters. Well, except for this time we drafted the rosters for each other uh, in, in sabotaging fashion. So we uh, scraped the bottom of the barrel of professional wrestling. The only caveat was uh, these people all had to be on a major wrestling promotion. We couldn't dig up like local crappy independent talents that nobody's ever heard of. Um, and so we put together eight match cards. We're going to go match by match from the bottom to the main event. Uh, we'll get some judges input. And at the end, our judges will select a winner? I don't know if anyone wins today, but this should be fun. Ronald, I will give you the honors. Your first match. Ooh, I get to go first. Well, I, uh, you know, I don't know how you start hot with a card like this, but I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, so I decided to go with a four-way, and I decided to go with uh, one of the picks that you gave me that I was really thrilled about, who is a staple of this show. We got in one corner, the Repo Man, taking on... Al Snow gimmick, Avatar, all the way to Max Moon, and then a person I had to research upon learning his name last week, Fantasio. A fatal four-way for the ages. Anyone know who Fantasio is? You even yeah. stuck with Fantasio. I have no idea. I, I, no, I know Fantasio. Oh, perfect. Well, let me give you a little recap, Jeremy, because I just had to discover him, and I had to watch two matches of his. That's right, two, and that's two too many. Uh, he is a magician... I think he comes out with the top hat and smoke billows out of his uh his hat and then he uh he uh wrestles uh yeah. after <laughs> I and... remember Fantasio now. There you go. So uh yeah, that's a thing. Uh I'm pretty sure I'm putting him over in this match too, I got to be honest. Uh <laughs> just because, you know, what a banger of a dude. Uh but yeah, that's my opening match. I'm going with a fatal four way. All right. So now this one uh, I had a little bit of a, a sleeper good match here. Um, and the only reason I think this is going to be a good match is because Ron forced me against my will to watch WrestleMania 2000 again. And uh, I was shocked uh, at the athleticism of one Bull Buchanan uh, tagging on that show with Big Boss Man, doing some springboards and some kind of stuff. I had no idea that he, I, he did. I didn't remember any of it. Uh, but also one of my Nobody favorite did. WrestleManias. Yeah, I know. One of my favorite WrestleManias, WrestleMania 10, Mo from men on a mission is doing diving cannonballs off the apron and all this. So I've got Mo taking on Bull Buchanan in the opening match. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start with Wade because he's the only one not hysterically laughing at us right now. <laughs> so Wade, who you got in this? Oh, who's got the better match to open the show? Oh man, that, that's a tough one. Um, but you know, I got to go with, uh, I got to go with yours, Cole, um, because uh I'm a big fan of Bull Buchanan's body of work, believe it or not. Um, actually, an old friend of mine, we used to shoot the shit every once in a while back in 2003, 2004. Kind of lost contact, but I'm going to go with uh, 
we go with your match. All right, Jeremy. Uh, so we got to pick the better of these two, right? Yeah, well, that's, the less, that's, the less bad. The less bad. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, Wow, I'm gonna go with the fatal four way. Yeah, I just, just I'm just just because if you got these guys in a match, at least the four way might have a little bit of intrigue and action. I mean, Mo, I don't I don't really need to watch Mo wrestle ever again. Bull Buchanan, I kind of forgot about. At, at least Max Moon was memorable in one way or another. So. I'm gonna go with the four way, and I'm gonna pull for Max Moon to to get to go over in it. All right, Greg. This is a tough one. My decision is gonna really depend on a couple of things. <clears throat> Ronald, I'm gonna have to ask you: Is um, what is Al Snow doing in the match? Like, 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 is he, is he, um, is he going to shine real well? Is he, is he going to go over? Um, what's he going to do? Well, let's see. Uh, well, he's going to come out with the mask not on because that was Avatar's only thing that was redeemable about the gimmick, I thought. Uh, he'll, he'll be the only one without a mask at the start of the match, and then he'll put it on, and he's going to clean house and really carry the match, really. And then Repo Man is going to steal the show, and, uh, <laughs> And then Max Moon is going to, you know, do some Max Moon things. And then uh, Fantasio is going to magically make the audience disappear. And I thought that's how uh, <laughs> that's how I feel the match would go. So uh, who's going over? Who's winning? I think it's uh, really nobody, if I'm honest. <laughs> okay, 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 fair. Um, Bull Buchanan is uh, an incredible athlete, I will say that. Um, I don't know if he ever really put the pieces together as a performer, but uh, the way he could just leap to the top rope being like six foot eight or whatever he was, pretty impressive. However, uh, in the ring against Mo, <laughs> I, I don't know how entertaining that's going to be. Um, just for my own personal uh, peace of mind, I'm going to go with the four way and I'm going to say the four way in hopes that something catastrophic happens to Al Snow because in real life, he is a terrible human being. And um, I just I wish the worst for him. So as long as um, he's oh made to disappear or is uh, extremely injured or Repo Man uh, takes all of his possessions in his life and leaves him uh, broke and possibly for dead, I'm all about this forward. Wow, I was not expecting Al Snow to be buried on the show today, but that's a great start. Coming well, out if, with you, fire. if you if if you watch Tough Enough back in uh, the early 2000s, you would think <laughs> Al Snow is a great man, but he's actually not. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be this short into the show for me to have a clip for the social medias, but uh, <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, Gregory Iron buries Al Snow. That's uh, that's that's clickbait anywhere. Well, you know yeah. what? Listen, I, I, I know some guys that really think fondly of Al Snow, uh, and that's okay because, you know, different people have different experiences with, with those individuals, uh, but uh, Al is just... Um, I could say so many things about Al Snow, but uh, and I will let I, you, sir. I, I look, I, I, I just, I don't think he's a good guy, and I don't agree with the, his views on wrestling psychology. Sometimes I think my my favorite clip ever on YouTube is uh, the clip of him doing the U shoot uh, with uh, kayfabe commentaries. And I don't know if you guys ever heard this. His opinion of WrestleMania three of what the best match is is uh his answer is hogan andre because it drew the most money so someone asked the question to al um if your opinion that 
Hogan and Andre is the best match at WrestleMania 3 because it drew the most money. Is it fair to say they never had a, the best match in your life? So uh, that that says it all. All right. Match number two. I will go ahead and go first because I want to get this pile of shit out of the way. Ron, you were so kind to saddle me with Bertha Faye and Nicole Bass. So Bertha Faye versus Nicole Bass. Uh, second is the good spot for it. Uh, go ahead, Ron. What's your number two? My number two, uh, and number two is a very, uh, you know, it's uh, it's very fitting because this is shit uh, for sure. Uh, my number two is going, you know, it's going to be kind of a classic on one half. Uh, one half, I got a well-known uh, gentleman from the 80s, Iron Mike Sharp. Anybody remember Iron Mike Sharp? Any, lo any love for Iron Mike? Love Iron Mike. Cool. Well, we're going to give him no love today uh, because he's going to go one-on-one -on -one with uh, the Intercourse debuting Yeti. <laughs> oh, boy. If you recall, the Yeti's monstrous debut was having sex with Hulk Hogan right in the middle of a ring. Google it. Yes. It's true. Legend. And that is my match number two. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg? Well, um, I got to say, uh, Yeti dry humping the germaphobe that is Mike Sharp is intriguing. However, there's something about the car crash mentality of seeing Bertha Faye and Nicole Bass going at it. Um, Nicole Bass was not very good. And um, I think it would be a real struggle for Bertha Faye because she actually wasn't too bad. But anything involving Nicole Bass is um, I'm all about it for all the wrong reasons. So I'm going to go with Nicole Bass and Bertha Faye. See, I almost, wow. lo I almost lost my lunch when you said, I like to see Bertha Faye and Nicole Bass go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame you, sir. I was like, please elaborate in the ring. Uh, oh shit that doesn't help yeah because yeah, they could just yeah, do it that, in the ring no we we don't want anything other than a ring ring action nothing else all right wade oh man um jesus christ this really is a shit round um <laughs> strap in <laughs> strap ins and trap ons man oh um yeah uh, i'm gonna go with uh bertha faye and nicole bass um only if you make this a uh, dog face gremlin on a pole match. I think that would be, you know, apropos on that one. All right, Jeremy. Uh, you know, I, the ladies have already won this round, apparently. So I'm going to go ahead and throw one to Ron because of good old Iron Mike. He was one of my favorite jobbers every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. So to see him against the wonderfully athletic Yeti. <laughs> um, w w you know, they can, you know, run into each other a couple times and be done with it. And, and that'd be fine. It'd still be better than having to ever see Nicole Bass do anything ever again. <laughs> uh, well, that was my gift to Rod because I knew, I knew that Jeremy, uh, looked at Mike Sharp fondly. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, match number three, Ronald. Okay. Well, Right when you get back from the bathroom after the Yeti and my Iron Mike Sharp, you're going to be witnessing another awesome match between two heavyweights. And we got on one side, the very forgettable 90s wrestler Brackus, who had like maybe a sip of coffee before they all found out that he couldn't uh, work a lick. And you know, they, many have said 
that uh, getting a, a decent match out of him was like pulling teeth. So we might as well get Isaac Yankum, DDS, <laughs> to have a match with him in match number three. And boy, uh, teeth will be pulled. Uh, audiences will be slept. Uh, history will be made. Match number three, Isaac Yankum, DDS versus Brackus. Fantastic. <clears throat> and this is one of those where I put a couple things together that didn't really work, but... Uh, I set up for a handicap match because Ron gave me the wonderful giant Kurgan. And so it wasn't, it's not really fair to just put Headbanger Thrasher in there with Kurgan. So he's teaming up with the Kiss Demon. So the Kiss Demon <laughs> and Headbanger Thrasher <laughs> take it on Kurgan in a handicap match. Oh, <laughs> uh, you wanted the best, you got the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jeremy. Who you got? <laughs> you know, what's funny is when you said Brackus, I pictured Kurgan. I <laughs> thought that's who that was. And now I'm trying to remember who Brackus was. He's a but, big old bodybuilder, dude. Yeah, I think I remember him now. And uh, <laughs> wow, that that is a that is quite the handicap match. I'm sorry. You you put the kiss demon with one of the uh he, one of the headbangers, right? Yes. Yeah, sure. Because wow, he couldn't that, give me the good headbanger even. Like, he gave a, me the a, worst headbanger. That's a team I need to see. So I'm going to go with that, uh, I'm gonna go with that uh, tag team right there against uh, who I thought was Brackus, but actually is Kurgan, who's just as bad, if not worse. <laughs> All right, Greg. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> Brackus was terrible. Let's just point that out. I, I think literally the only thing I remember him doing is the Brawl for All which uh very random um they they both seem like train wreck of matches and uh, as you will notice in the trend uh with my liking of wrestling I, I do tend to dislike the the worst of pro wrestling and i just feel like when it comes to train wreck and and, and car crashes this handicap match is going to be awful uh, Thrasher, uh, not the best. Also, <clears throat> this might also be a trend on the podcast. Not a very nice human. Uh, <laughs> another personal experience. Uh, I, I did have to wrestle the headbangers once with Zach Allen, and uh, actually, Thrasher was the nicer of the two calling oh, wow. the match. Uh, Mosh was kind of trying to politic to beat us in the match and then work a program with us for a year when they were only booked one time. I, I really don't understand why that was a thing. But in the middle of the match, for no reason, Thrasher threw me out of the ring and then just started hitting me with a chair, uh, unprompted. And I, 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 I took that as very unprofessional. Um, but um, I, I, I would like to see him in this um, terrible scenario of teaming with the kiss demon because he is also not the best unfortunately i can't say whether or not he's a good human or not i'm sorry uh, i do know that he was not the best wrestler maybe he was a great baseball player but uh, i'm going to go with the handicap match again for all the wrong reasons <laughs> all right wade uh can i get a, a refresher ron what was what was your match again my match was isaac yankum dds versus brackus Okay. Uh, Isaac Yankum, I, eventually, obviously, you know, turned out to be fake Diesel and Kane. Great talent, Glenn Jacobs, but we're talking about the gimmick, right? Not the man. 
Yes, of specifically course. Yes. the gimmick. Yes. Okay. Um, man, that's 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 another tough one there. Um, I have to pick what the best or the worst. Uh, which one you would, if gun to your head, which one are you choosing to watch? Uh, Jesus. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go. Don't I'm say gonna pull to, the trigger. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Brackus match. All right. All right. It's very close so far, Ronald. Very close. All right. Fourth. Uh, this is my favorite one that oh. Ron gave me. Miguel Perez Jr., uh, better known as the Chia Pet of the Los Bariquas, um, and since you gave me Miguel Perez Jr. and this other guy, I just thought it was a fitting match because whenever I'm booking ter- going for terrible, I always want to get like a redneck and a Hispanic guy and just put them together because it sounds fun. If we're going to be stupid, we might as well also do stereotypes and stuff. So I've got Festus taking on Miguel Perez Jr. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that so much that you that you were forced to make that because man, I'm falling asleep just listening to the names. <laughs> but but at least but at least the bell rings and the Festus can turn it up. So, <laughs> but let's let's try to compete with that with this gem because you gave me two gifts and the second I saw these two names on my list, I was like they were getting put together just because of the visual, and I got on one side, no chin and all, James Ellsworth. Taking on Heidenreich. <laughs> that is a stunning visual. So, oh, man. Uh, I think it's Wade's turn to start us off this time. Ooh, Miguel Perez boy. Jr., Festus, and James Ellsworth versus Heidenreich. Well, Sex sells, right? And Heidenreich is known to <laughs> kind of force himself on the people. So I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Heidenreich and Ellsworth. <laughs> oh, yes. Ron has two uh, ass rapers on his roster. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jeremy. Um, yeah, you know. I, <laughs> that <happened>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got to go with Ron's match because his comment was, "I agree." Just, just the names were like so bore-inducing in your match, Cole. I was like, "Wait, I had to remember the fuzzy little <laughs> chia guy." We could just, you know, and then, but yeah, Heidenreich versus Ellsworth is just such a mismatch that it would be ridiculous. I would love to see that ridiculousness. Doesn't it look like the crystal meth version of Super Mario? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like James Ellsworth right. is one mushroom away from looking like Heidenreich. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Greg. <laughs> well, for me, this was a no brainer. Uh, it's definitely going to be Heidenreich and James Ellsworth. And in my mind and in my heart, I don't know where the show is taking place, but I feel like this match would be filmed on location in a Golden Corral parking lot. And James Ellsworth <laughs> would be dressed as a fake doink. I feel like post-WWE, that is Heidenreich's biggest claim to fame. And any chance that I can get to relive that, I want it. So that's my match. Yes. All right. 
I'm not even mad at this one. I totally like no. as soon as you said Ellsworth and Heidenreich, I was like, yep. <laughs> well, Ron got you good on that one. He gave you some <laughs> terrible stuff to work with in that match. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and James is really going to take it on the chin in that match, uh, but uh, it pales oh. into comparison what where Michael Cole had to take it. But moving on. <laughs> match number five, Ronald. Ooh, match number five. And you you alluded to the ass rape earlier, but I'm just going to go and uh, talk about him now. And Jeremy, you and I are big fans of this guy. Just ask Cole. But right now, my match number five is a triple threat match. And we got the ever creative team popular Mabel versus Nails versus the Giant Silva. And as I'm reading this, I literally wrote Mabel Nails Giant Silva. So <laughs> that sentence alone. That's the finish? <laughs> yeah, that's the finish, and that's the marquee. Mabel Nails Giant Silva. Oh, fantastic. Oh, <clears throat> so this is one of those where I'm just sitting here, and the visual of these two guys tagging worked for me. So um, we're looking at Sean Stasiak, a.k.a. Meat. Tagging with Sylvain Grenier because I just you know you'll see them on a, on a on an eight by ten I can see it it looks good it's great they look the um, same yeah it, it works They're tag team perfect um but then you gave me Kenzo Suzuki and Vladimir Kozlov so I figured I'd get them both out of the way in the <laughs> same match <laughs> so uh, Stasiak and Grenier taking on uh, Suzuki and Kozlov. Uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> okay. I'm only going to go with the Kozlov match because I liked his little mini Titan Tron because it was very Christmassy and we just came out of the Christmas season and I'm still feeling a little jolly right now. So I want to go with the double, double E guy. All right. All right. Jeremy. Oh, I, I you know what? I have, I have to go with the, tri- I'm going to have to go with the triple threat. I'm sorry. Four big, lumbering, terrible giant dudes just kind of flopping all over the ring. Sounds a little more entertaining than anybody in that tag team match. So, <laughs> sorry. All right, Greg. Uh, I want to say right up front that I've said this for years, and I will say it right now on this podcast. I believe Kenzo Suzuki is the worst Japanese wrestler of all time. Uh, I, I don't know how he got a job. Uh, I I just his run in WWE very forgettable uh Kozlov was mildly entertaining especially when he got one Santino um but there's something to me intriguing about uh, uh the tag team of Meat uh and Sylvain Grenier I feel like the finish is miscommunication between Sylvain and Meat and then afterwards uh, Meat reveals that he's been recording his conversations with Sylvain Grenier on car rides, and then uh, Vince McMahon comes out and fires him for doing so. So uh, I, I'm going to go with the tag match based on the scenario that I made up in my mind. Fantastic. I'll take it. <laughs> this next match of mine, match number six, uh, features two of the lesser beings of tag teams, uh, Ron decided he wanted to give me one of Deuce and Domino, but the one that wasn't a snooker. So I got Domino and, um, <laughs> you know, couldn't give me Otis, but I got. 
Oh, so much like WWE casted away Tucker, I've got Tucker <laughs> and Domino because why not? <laughs> oh man, fifties machinery, heavy, heavy, uh, heavy Domino. What what are we calling him? Yes, yes. Okay. Like that. All right. Well, I mean that as underwhelming as that sounds, this isn't number six for me. I got someone who's famous from falling through a wall, a hole in the wall. And I got someone who's famous, lastly, because of her hole. I got Nia Jax versus the Shockmaster, ladies and gentlemen. Because Nia Jax is the only female I have on my card. And um, I don't know what else to do with her, but put her in a high marquee classic match with the Shockmaster. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be Shockmaster versus Nia Jax. I mean, why? how could it not be... Uh, with the scenario that you laid out, Ron, in my mind, somehow, and I don't know how this would happen, but I'm envisioning some sort of incident where the Shockmaster manages to fall through Nia Jax's hole, and that's the finish of the match. So that, so this is the match I want to see. I can't think of a more terrible match besides James Ellsworth and Heidenreich. At, at, and, uh, this is shaping up to be a good card uh, for all the wrong reasons, of course. Uh, yes. So that's that is my pick, uh, Shockmaster. Nia Jax, oh my hole. <laughs> and Jeremy. Uh, what was yours again, Cole? I've got Tucker from Heavy Machinery taking on Domino from Deuce and Domino. God, that is forgettable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I forgot so quickly. I've already forgotten it again, so I'm going to go with Ron's. And uh, yeah, I've, I've got to see the Shockmaster and uh, Nia Jax, you know. Did, what is it, the immovable object and the unstoppable force or whatever? Yeah, whatever Jim, JR would say. He would have to use it in this match, even though it wouldn't fit. It, it, it would be a fun train wreck. <laughs> All right, Wade. Um, you know, Greg said, uh, you know, a, a phrase that kind of, uh, you know, caught my attention. He said, for all the wrong reasons. I think that would be a perfect name for this card, this event. I think you guys should promote it as that, <laughs> all the wrong reasons. All the Ron reasons. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. They can compete with Ron's gone wrong. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, you know what? I'm a I'm a sucker for diversity. And uh if we got Nia Jax on the card, I'm gonna have to go with a, a match that she's in. All right. So match number seven. This is one where I actually had an epiphany, so I've got a little bit of build up to this one. Because on one side you have just a disgusting, hairy blob of a man who I'm going to turn into a little bit of a baby face here with this run because uh, Bastion Booger on one side is taking on Pete Gass of the Mean Street Posse. So now <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> the Mean Street Posse is going to go full bully mode on this one, and it's going to be fantastic. They're going to be picking on Bastion Booger. They're going to be doing all this. And when we come out of this, I think we're going to have a top baby face because Pete Gass knows how to get some heat, ladies and gentlemen. The Mean Street Posse, this is going to be a great buildup. And when uh, Bastion Booger gets his comeuppance on the Mean Street Posse for all the bullying, and it's going to be the, oh, I don't even want to touch that disgusting thing. It's going to be great. So high class versus no class is my semi-main event. And from that masterpiece, we're going to travel to my semi-main event. And uh, this is where we get to the, the magical, uh, you know, the magical side of wrestling, the sports entertainment, the dark and mysterious. And boy, you know, we're not talking about Kane and Undertaker. We are talking about Damian Demento versus The Boogeyman. I don't hate that, actually. Uh, that, that would be fun. 
Uh, the promos would be fun. You know, you have one guy speaking Carney on the other side, and then the guy with the handful of worms. I, 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 you know, we both came up with fairly interesting semi-made events, I think, Ronald. So we're going to start with Jeremy here. Yeah, you know, I'm going to borrow a line from Greg as well. For all the wrong reasons, these are both fantastic matches at this point in the card, I think. Um, but uh, just, just the marquee, Booger versus Gas, is going to be what's going to win me over. You know, if someone said, hey, you want to go see Booger versus Gas? Yeah, I want to see what that is. So that that's my pick for this match here. I think they're both really fun matches, though. But, yeah, the marquee alone sells me. All right, Wade. Booger and Cash. That sounds like if Lloyd Kaufman made a sequel to Tango and Cash, doesn't it? I mean, there you go. But um, you know what? I'm going to have to go with that one, though. I mean, that's uh, that seems like a very fun cool down match before we get to our hot main event right oh so, sure sure <laughs> we hope one good hope greg i i'm gonna have to go with based on the potential for promos p gas versus bastion booger because i mean I, I can already see it you know bastion booger saying pete gas gas i'm the epitome of gas Okay, I was I was blowing out gas before you were even a, a thought. Okay, and then uh, uh, just uh, you know what, Pete Gas, not great, but the gas mask finisher, pretty good. So for those reasons alone, Pete Gas, sweet. All right, so now we are. It's time for the main events. Oh gosh, very close what, right now. What did you decide to headline this pile of shit, Cole? Well, this is great. So before we get to the main events, uh, Wade and Greg both have it four matches to three for me. Uh, Jeremy has it five to two for Ron. But we 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 have in the past we've said the judges do not are not uh, held to their count of matches. And I have a main event here where Ron messed up here because this is one of Jeremy's favorite musical acts in the whole wide world here in my main event. So I may be able to sway his whole decision with just this main event featuring the insane clown posse on one side. This is a no rules, no disqualification, just weapons, all the stuff. And across from then we have the blue meanie. And because I think it fits with as long as we're doing hardcore and we got this, when we've got hockey sticks and and, oh <laughs> and, my sk- God. and skates with blades involved, we've got the goon and the blue meanie taking on the insane clown, pal- insane clown posse in my main event, Ronald. My goodness, going home with a tag match. You know, even for a card like this, this is risky business, sir. Risky business. And uh, I did not go with a tag match. I went with a one-on-one spectacle for the ages. And I really want you guys to listen closely because I think, you know, when you talk about names such as these, it's got to it's got to have some preamble. It's got to have some it's got to have some clout as to why this got in the ring in the first place. But on one side, you have you have a just a warrior of a man and he needs to take down something so colossal so so epic and so mythical and i've said this before we didn't know that one of these things even existed this is you know this is way before cgi so they brought this guy out here and they pulled it off and everyone bought in and you got on one side the mythical masterpiece the boss level if you will we got mantar 
main eventing this colossal show against the one man who has the body, the strength, and the warrior essence to pull off a victory. And I'm going with the Berserker, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Closing a show anywhere. This could headline any of the WrestleManias. We're, we're going full Game of Thrones style right here. Just a biblical masterpiece. Berserker versus Mantar. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we'll start with Greg for this one. Oh, boy. This one's rough. This one's rough because... Mantar did have a ridiculously large mask. Berserker did bring a sword to the ring, which he tried to actually kill the Undertaker with. <clears throat> I've worked with the ICP, okay? Uh, I've been to the Gathering of Juggalos, and it is not my thing, all right? I'm just going to throw it out there right now. <laughs> they, are, they are not my people. Uh, I, I don't do drugs or alcohol, <clears throat> but I have to say, if you were to ask me, if you can go back to a place in time in your life, any place in time, where would you go? For some reason, I would tell you the 2013 gathering of Juggalos because I saw <laughs> some weird shit <laughs> that I've never seen in any other walk of life. Uh, and um, the, the guys are passionate about wrestling. They understand comedy. Not the best wrestlers in the world, but but the passion. They appreciate the passion. The Blue Meanie, a good human being, a uh, good dude, always a hard worker, great character work. The Goon, he was a guy of all the wrestlers that existed. He was definitely one of them. <laughs> got an action figure this year so um it is tough and i don't usually like tag matches in a main event but i'm gonna go with this tag match i think the the winner in this one is icp versus the blue meanie and the goon i don't know what the finish is but god damn it i want to see it the f the finish is Al Snow comes out and uh, reforms the job squad. Okay, see, we, the, you're gonna change my mind. Don't tell me this. That you're, you're, no, you're no, to, this you is don't it. get to book my show. You don't get to. No, you don't this get is to it. Railroad my main event. Yeah, this is it. This is the creative team. This is uh, how I booked it. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, Wade. Um, all right, Ron. I, I have to, I have to ask you uh, or, or do a request here. Um, can you can you sing Berserker? Uh oh, from Clerks? No. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the tag match then. Yes. Oh, I can sing. It's a homies. train wreck waiting to happen. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Um, yeah, you know me so well, Cole. Uh, yeah, you know, while I'm not the Juggalo now, I was in my youth. You know, this is very nostalgic for me because you know I was a big fan back in the day when they started wrestling. They popped up in WWE. I thought it was great. You know, as terrible as they were, they always entertained me. Then you put them in a classic tag team like the against the Blue Meanie and the Goon, who I still <laughs> laugh about to this day. I mean, the only better tag team partner could have been Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, maybe. But uh, you know, we'll we'll go with the Goon <clears throat> versus ICP. I think that's to finish off 
this card is a fantastic way to do so. I would have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Would you call All that right. a would you call that a cliffhanger? Because you know cliffhangers would like you know want you to come back. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call this a one and done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those are our cards. So now we need final decisions from the judges. Wade, you have it five five matches for me, three for Ron. Um, did anything want you? Did, was there anything out there that made you change your mind that was must see on either card that make makes it stand out? Or you good with your five to three? Um. Well, yeah, one one thing I really like about your main event is the inclusion of the goon. Um, the goon is uh, takes place in uh, one of my favorite years of all time in the WWE, and I, it's really weird, 1996. It's such a, a shit year. Not as shitty as 95, but still, I think there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened then. That sticks out in my mind. Uh, big, big points for that one. Um so yeah, I just I'm gonna have to wrap it up. I mean, you always remember the last thing you see on a show, right? That was always one of the most memorable things, and so that, that does it right there for me. That's a, that's a hot main event. It's a hot main event. All right, one nothing me, love it. So Jeremy, you have it five round or five matches to three for Ronald. But did my main event sway your decision as to which one of these cards you would buy on pay per views? Well, you know, um, you may have, because I, I, I got to look at the entire card and half of these matches I've already forgotten. So, <laughs> um, and like you said, you know, we just said it, it's always about that main event. You could have a great undercard with some really good matches, but a terrible main event could kill it. But an okay show with a great main event, you feel like you got your money. And I think when it all comes down to it, Cole has the best main event with the ICP versus the blue meanie and the goon. I love the teams. And um, if I'm going to sit through this card, I'm going to need some payoff. And that's the match that's going to pay off for me. Sweet. So Gregory Iron, your final decision. Uh, they're both great cards. I think you, you guys did tremendous jobs working with uh, incredible shit for sure. <laughs> uh in my heart, I feel like the match that would intrigue me the most out of all of this is Heidenreich and James Ellsworth. Um, but when we talk about, again, like Jeremy Wade said, the, the marquee match that's going to suck you in. If you would have put James Ellsworth and Heidenreich on last, Ron, I think I would have went with you. But with the tag team match and the ICP and me being able to do a lot of whoop whoops and family and drink Fago, <clears throat> I think that alone with uh, the, the party atmosphere in which the blue meanie would create and whatever the fuck the goon would do, <laughs> I have to go with this card and that tag team main event. I think it would be one to remember. Awesome. So a three nothing clean sweep for me. All is oh. right in the world. We have restored Congratulations, order to our Cole. fantasy drafts. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for you. I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm really happy that you won this one of all ones. Uh, you should be proud of yourself. You know, you, you took, you took chicken shit and made chicken salad with shit in it, uh, and, uh, and I'm really proud of you, Cole. I, I, I can't even be mad. I, I, I stand here humble in defeat. Well, the best part is really what did it for me was that you 
yourself gave me the insane clown posse thinking that would sink my ship but i was very happy when you did it and it actually won the round for me so <laughs> i think i think that this draft at some point is going to need a part two of sabotage draft but we won't be able to draft any of these people so we'll have to come up with a completely new pile of shit to give each other um there's plenty of bad wrestlers out there from the last 50 years so um yeah so i'm just i'm very happy i'm very happy i I don't remember what our records are anymore but uh i know i only have one loss and and that was last one so i'm glad to write the ship today well good good i'm glad i'm I'm so happy for you and uh yeah that this was i didn't know what to expect i didn't know how to strategize but i do know that this was going to be drenched in laughter and uh i'm can't wait to forget these matches as soon as we uh (laughs) stop recording uh but yeah that is the first ever sabotage draft in the books, and I think this is going to be one theme where we're going to have to have a sequel because, my goodness, uh, there are more out there, ladies and gentlemen. I think we have, like, two more rosters and just the honorable mentions from last week. So Yes, you know, I know I'm sure everyone's scratching their heads right now at the absence of Giant Gonzalez and the Great Kali, but I think when it came down to it, both of us decided that they were both too notable, and, uh, like, there's just something there to those guys and uh, if you had them both on your roster, of course they're wrestling each other, and everyone's paying to see that. So, <laughs> so uh, before we leave, uh, I'd like to give a heartfelt thank you to the judges. Uh, Jeremy, if you've got anything to promote or plug, now is the time, good sir, and thanks for being with us today. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take a moment. Uh, yeah, check me out every Friday, uh, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time on DirtyRadio.fm. I do uh, three shows in four hours. Uh, you got uh, just free for all Friday at two o'clock. At three o'clock, I do uh, Undercover, where it's nothing but cover tunes. And then I got a show from four to six called Kick Rocks, the hip hop alternative. It's all rap rock, rap metal, underground hip hop stuff like that. So check it out on DirtyRadio.fm. Thanks hey. for having me. It was fun. That was a great card. Yeah, absolutely. And Wade, please go ahead and plug your your all your uh, podcasts and website. Um, well, first, thank you guys for having me on uh, the program tonight. Uh, had a blast as usual. Um, anybody wants to check out any of my stuff online? First, my apologies for that. Uh, and second, uh, it's ringscoops.com. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and last but not least, good friend of the family, Gregory Iron. Uh, I appreciate you being here, and uh, I, I double appreciate the wonderful check text exchange I had to live with through my sister. Let it go, man. <laughs> All right, you know I'm it was sorry. funny. <laughs> so, uh, oh, before I just before we go, I have to get one in there. Um, did you happen to see the Ray Phoenix thing? I did. Oh, it was, was it just awful? Like it, was. it made it, it made my made me sick to my stomach. Um, but did it ruin your day knowing you were no longer the only wrestler with one bad arm? You know, I, I, the first thing I said when I saw it was, oh, God, now his arm looks like mine. And then I questioned my entire career going forward. So I was, I was, uh, I was very worried that I was done for because he's much more talented than me. But luckily, he, he didn't even break anything. How is that even possible? I know. I'm so happy he didn't break anything. It looked what? so disgusting. but Ridiculous. Ugh. But um, thank you guys for having me on the show. I appreciate it. This is fun as always. I can't wait to do it again. And if you want to find me on social media, you can just find me on Twitter at Gregory Iron or Instagram at Gregory underscore Iron because some asshole found it necessary to be Gregory Iron. I don't know why, so I had to use an underscore. 
if you want to follow me on my podcast, you just search Iron on Wrestling. It comes out every Wednesday on iTunes, wherever you download podcasts. And then, of course, we do have a Patreon where we offer a buttload of bonus content at patreon.com slash iron on wrestling. So check that out. It's the best way to support the show. And I appreciate you giving the show a listen. Yes. And if you guys want to hear uh, Gregory Iron uh, in his, uh, you know, back catalog, you can hear him interview his good friend, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'll put you over there. Okay. I don't know how you wormed your way into that one. Neither but, do uh, I. Good for you, buddy. Neither do I. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I text him on his birthday while I was wearing um, a ringmaster shirt. And I, I sent him the picture of me wearing it. And I said, Steve, I supported you even at your worst. Happy birthday, ringmaster. And he texted me back. Thank you. I love you, you cocksucker. And I thought to myself, <laughs> what is my life? And I texted oh. back, I love you too, you motherfucker. So that's a real thing. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, uh, Greg has buried enough people today. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, bury we'll Steve. Get him out of here. You I know. buried me. I... <laughs> I'm putting you over for being friends with Stone Cold. All I got right, to right. put you over after I, uh, I threw you under the bus and made jokes at your expense here. Uh, but really, I just everyone go out of your way, check out some of Greg's work. He is fantastic, and uh, his podcast is really, really incredible. I may or may not have uh, used some of his podcasts for inspiration on shit we do. Thanks. So it's very good content, and the Steve Austin interviews are fantastic. I just want everyone to go check them out. And uh, so that's going to do it for this week. Ron, do you have any parting parting words before we go? Oh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. You know, it's been, it's draft day, but you know, let's touch on what we're going to be doing next week. Next week, uh, we get to go back in time, and we get to do one of those classic take it up with creatives and go uh, way back in time, or whatever time we choose, Cole, because that is going to play a big role in this what ifs. And this subject for take it up with creative is going to be John Cena turns heel. How could it have happened? What would you do? What would I do? Where are we going to meet in the middle? And what's going to be the fallout? Uh, this is a topic that has been highly debated for a long time, and it's never happened. And we're going to uh, fill in the gaps and come up with our own stuff and uh, try to make it work. How would John Cena, the almighty good guy John Cena, turn heel? I can't wait for that. I can't either, Ron, and the take-it-ups have been been really coming together lately, so I'm looking forward to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, for Ron Kilborn, for our guest today, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for Your Life. Number four, we'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.